Can't wait. Can't wait. I lose all manners and fucking protocol. Let me get in there. It's coming. I can feel it. So, so. It's like it's like a swivel on a on a on a door, yeah, or the hinge on a door. So, let's say the experiential level. There's an experience of being connected, whatever that freaking means to you, and then disconnected, whatever freaking means to you. The door swings both ways, but at the hinge, yeah, the hinge is there. The hinge is there when it's closed, opened, and it's there when it's closed. Yeah? So the hinge or the access point is self, the idea of being a self. So it's the self, and then the self feels like it's disconnected. And that, what does that do? Some, in some selves, it will motivate a, a drive to seek connection. So you don't want to feel disconnected. You want to feel what you think connected feels like. So, okay, so now there's the self goes into, oh, I'm disconnected, yeah? And then it goes, and I want to go to connected, yeah? But they seem to be totally opposite, but what's the binding idea? It's you. You are in the connection, and you are in the disconnection. You're in who's you're in who's far, and you're in who's close. You have the idea of you. Everything is pivoting on that idea of you, and the pivot is like a. It's almost like a like a butterfly. It it opens up. The same pattern is on both wings. Yeah, Just like that closes, and then it opens up, and it's the exact same pattern on both wings. So. The body, though, is what, yes, that's what the wings are connected to. So disconnected and connected, it always goes back to who's connected. So like the idea of, okay, you're worrying a lot, so let's deal with your worrying, all right? Okay, let's see, what are you worrying about? When are you worrying, you know, are you worrying about next week or your job, your relationship? This is how, what we call the pseudo-solutions, this is as far as they go. But they very rarely go to who is it that's worrying about next week? Who is it that feels they need a solution? Yeah. If you're not that, then all bets are off. You don't, all your chips don't go on that square. You have now opened up to a much larger field of possibility if it, is, if it isn't about you. Yeah. So, like we were just talking about, in recovery, they have an introductory inventory, which is, we're going to look at self's common manifestations. Why? Why would we want to do that? Because it's through them that the self is defeating us. Yeah? So, this idea of being self can't, can't defeat us in hand-to-hand combat because it doesn't have a hand. You know what I mean? It's not a thing that we're wrestling with and it's pinning us and then we're pinning it, you know? It's like that movie, The Fight Club, when he finally sees the videos, it was him punching himself. He thought it was Brad Pitt, but it was him punching himself. You know, big revelation. It was always me. I'm the one. I did this. Oh, exactly. So, just, so in recovery, they go, okay. We're going to look at how the manifestations defeated us. What allows them, first of all, would be getting more to causes and conditions. Well, what allows them is that self seems to have carte blanche into this event called your life. 
I mean, it seems to walk right into uh, relationships, into your financial security, into your shelter, into your wanting uh, pride and, and respect and friendship. And every time it, it knocks on the door and you answer it, you let it right in because it's me. Okay, it's me. Paul's in the relationship. Paul's going to the job. Paul, Paul, Paul. So it just soils everything that we're involved with and then it leaves the mess to us. You know, <laughs> we got to clean it up. And we usually are not good at cleaning up, so we avoid it, distract ourselves. Or for my strategy was, I don't want to deal with that shit, so I'm going to make new shit. You know, so the new shit will get between me and the old shit, and I'll just keep. And I have my two running shoes, drinking and drugs, and I'll just outrun this giant, giant Mount Everest of shit that's building up. Yeah, that's what I. That was my strategy, and I ended up obviously to a point where my managing caused me t- to led me to a condition to to where I needed to be managed. My managing, my managing skills led me to a position where somebody else had a manager. The state or the Lansing Street or something like that. That's how insane it can get. So here I was trying to run away from this mountain of shit by adding boldness to it as I went. And the two shoes were running, you know, they were sort of getting thin. You know, I was getting hung. I kept falling off of the the, uh, strings or the uh, laces. But man, I wasn't taking them off because if I did, that thing would fucking catch me. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to feel all that shit I did. And oh, I never gave my mother money when I had money and all this stuff. So yeah, okay. So it goes, all right, well, we're going to do an inventory, simple one. We're going to just pick the common manifestations that many, many people are somewhat aware of, of self, all right? The number, the first one is resentments, yeah? And you can get the whole, uh, you can go, you can follow the thread right back to selfing, because even the word resentment is made out of two Latin things, which means to re-feel. And self is always about the past, yeah? It's always about re-feeling, rethinking, re-re-re-re-remembering. So, we're going to look at resentments, and we're going to write four columns. We're not not 30 columns, and we're not, you don't need to have a novel or anything like that. You don't have to go through all the, oh, 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 no. Just basically, who you mad at? Or or who are you, or were you mad at? All right, okay, I can do that. Meter mates, let's say. Yeah. Why am I mad at meter mates? Because they give me tickets I feel I don't deserve. Yeah? Okay, those two columns. Now, every person in a bar tonight has the first two columns down. Yeah, everyone who's at Stonehenge, Stone, whatever, Stonestown shopping to buy something and don't need, have the first two columns. My wife is driving me fucking crazy, whatever. So everyone's clear on the first two, two uh, columns, but it doesn't lead to any relief, really. Yeah? All you do is you try to get something makes you feel more empty. After you get it, yeah? All right. So now AA says, we'll just take it, just like, not that far. We're just going to add two little columns, all right? The first column is going to hopefully explain a lot to you, which is what you're being run by, by, his, by, what you're being run over by the self is with your instinctual agenda. Self is sitting on top of it, the idea of self, and it's managing it from the incredible point of managing it that it's you. Yeah? So you seem to be looking out for you. What could go wrong? You know what I mean? You should have a real strong vested interest that uh, you do really well. 
It makes total sense. Hugh's interest in you is, a, is just going to further my career. It's going to promote me into happy, joyous, and free. Because why it's me? Why would I, why would I want to destroy myself? Okay, all right. So we look at that. So these, we've got, okay, so let's say, I, let's say I used the name Susan, and she left me. So I'm mad at Susan. Why? Because she left me. All right, sounds, sounds pretty clear. What part of my agenda did her leaving me, what part of it got, got affected? Was my, so, my uh, social instincts affected? Like my, my uh, image of myself? Yeah, I thought I was a pretty big ladies' man, but how can it be a ladies' man when the lady's leaving me? You know what I mean? So my pride, how other people view me, I'm a little concerned about it. Yes, 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 yes. Then, all right, then I go to the material security. Well, you know, I don't have much money, you know, Wendy does. I'm driving a nice BMW. When she's split, I had to go back to my pin you know? <laughs> you know? It was a big downgrade, and I was really fucking pissed at that. Yeah? All right, so it affected my material security, and I had to leave a beautiful house, and now I'm in you know, my, the apartment, and all like that. All right, how about emotional security? Well, my emotional security seems to be connected to my material security. Yeah? So I don't really feel all right unless I got a lot of stuff, I have this and that. And now it's under threat because all that's gone away. Okay. Well, how about sex? Oh, yeah, I liked having sex with uh, Susan, and I'm not having sex with her. I almost mentioned someone I once thought I knew. Susan. And then... uh, and, and I also... Uh, all right. So, and then I liked having sex with the maid, you know. So, therefore, I'm, that's threatened also. And so my ambitions concerning the sex thing are threatened. Uh, my, my material security and ambitions around that are threatened, yes. And my face is threatened, and I feel it can continue to be threatened if, when, if Susan or whoever, Wendy, whatever, long line of... Whatever, of hypothetical figures. So, they were so, they were, <laughs> I just used her for so long, it's a habit. <laughs> I have, I've used her since like 22 years ago. And she's been my example. <laughs> so, 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 all right, so now the third column is pretty clear. Hey, the resentment's size and hold over me is correlated with how much I feel it affects my agenda. Yeah? How much it's threatening the way I want it to be is producing the, the, the wallop it seems to have. Yes? It's so easy to see. Just take two, it's the same event. You know, same event, but with two different people. One event, a pretty woman, I see her, see her, we go horizontal, we're casual, she splits. I'm maybe a little upset for an hour, but then I put on Homeland or something like that, and I'm fine. You know, I've got three more episodes. By the time I'm done, I'm, I'm over it, yeah? All right. Then another woman leaves me, but this woman I've given a lot of meaning to. She's the one, yes? I'm planning on having babies with her, which I haven't even talked to her about. Um, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, the marriage, you know, will be great. And there's no idea that it's going to be probably followed by a divorce. But I'm just that gets exempted from the story because that would decrease, you know, the urge or the need to get to meet her. Yeah. All right. So she leaves now. She left just like the other one left. But now the effect is much different. Because of the meaning my mind has given her. She's the source of my happiness that now I don't have any access to. So obviously, 
the feeling of resentment or fear was good, is going to be much stronger based on the one example other than the other example, even though they're the same event. Yeah? So it's not the event, obviously, it's the meaning that's given to the event. Just get the principles. If you can get the principles, all of this confusing stuff will be distilled into a very clear scene, what's going on here. So, okay, so now, all right, so I go... I go to the fourth column and I ask myself four simple questions after every one of these little columns. I go ask myself, why, oh, where was I being selfish or where am I? Where am I being selfish or where was I? Where was I being fearful? Where am I? Where was I being inconsiderate? Where am I? You know, that. And then dishonest. To me, dishonest and inconsiderate come out of self and and self-centeredness, but... They, they use four, I'll use four in the, from the book. So, all right. So, I asked myself, where, is, where was I or am I being selfish about this woman, Susan? Well, I don't really care that much about her, but I like the BMW and stuff like that. So, obviously, I'm very self-seeking and frightened about this relationship because what it means to me, not because of her, yes? So, I'm selfish and self-seeking and frightened. I'm inconsiderate to her because I won't leave her alone for her to meet someone that may be better for her. And actually, conversely, for me to meet someone that may be better than me. Yeah? So, and I've been dishonest up the wazoo. Never told her about the maid, never this and that. Yeah? Okay. So, now I've done a four columns. Did four columns. Huge difference. Before it was about Susan slash W Wendy or whatever. It was about that. Now it's about me. Yeah? Now, why suddenly is there relief available when there wasn't, when you were clear who did it and what they did? Yeah? Why didn't that bring relief? And then suddenly, with a slight moving of the spotlight on you, the possibility of great relief is offered. Because that's the problem. We aren't people with problems. We are the problem, in a sense, with alcoholism. Yeah? That's why. Okay, if you can do one column across, you can do 800 of them. It's a formula. You just put the different names in it and the different scenarios or what happened. But basically, it'll boil down to, you'll see a pattern, yeah, of what your, the self thing deems important, because wherever the self thinks is Whenever there's a topic in your life that the selfing thinks is important, its manifestations will gather there. So when you have one topic, let's say your body image or stuff like that, that there's a lot of resentment around and fear around, it's because you haven't surrendered it. You, it's still you, under your supervision, and where self is, it's manif- what's, where self is running the show, its manifestations appear. So if you can't see the tree, you'll find out the tree from the fruit. Yeah? So by looking at the pattern of how self has defeated us through its manifestations, that information will lead us back to the self thing. The self, the self, the self, the self, the self. And then that thing, that statement of being convinced that self manifests in various ways that is what has defeated us, will, you'll get some of that space in your own life that that statement is implying. You know? It's space between self and us. It's huge, in a sense. You're so distinctly different from the foreign installment, but the foreign installment has a, has a life to express through, through you, by identification with it. All right. So let's say, so, okay, now you've taken it four columns, and you see, wow, there's a lot of relief if I go this direction. 
There's a lot of resentments and fears if I go that direction. Let's go a little farther. Let's get to the exact nature of the wrong. Yes? How does self have so much uh, leeway and access to life through you? Because there's an identification with it. Yeah? You're taking the thoughts to be yours. You're taking the feelings to be yours. You're taking the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching to be yours. You're taking the problems to be yours. Every problem you have is preceded by my problem. Every feeling you have is preceded by my feeling. Every thought that seems to be noticed is, is held in the cradle of my thought. That's the act of being identified. Something is expressing itself through us, and we're calling all of its expressions ours. That's called the bondage of self. Yeah? Self cannot have an influence on you unless you're bonded to it. The bondage of it. Yeah? The bondage of it is identification with it. Yeah? It's almost a natural way to go back, just to keep letting it go. Why put a stopper on it? Yeah? It's almost on an incline. It's, it's going to keep, keep going. More and more will be revealed. Yeah? You'll see your role is much larger than you ever imagined. Yeah? You'll see there may be a resonation that you are always you are giving everything all the meaning it has. It could reach to that level or that crescendo, and those revelations have a profound impact on your experience here, because they're not an experience. The echoing doesn't from doesn't come from the experiential level, which gets lost in the din here. It comes from silence. So it's hugely loud in a way. It's influence when it comes down into this experience, yeah? You'll start having a sense, you'll like they say in AA, you'll you'll know the word serenity and comprehend peace, or they may say it the other way. Now, everyone has, has an idea of peace and serenity, but he's talking about a, a very fleshy, very flavorful knowing of it, where you'll get it. You'll get what serenity is, and you'll get what peace is. And it's not of thought. Yeah. And it's not of action, either. The peace isn't produced by action. And action can produce... Uh, a dismembering of what's blocking it, but it doesn't need to produce peace because peace is an unproduced state. It's a, it's a potentiality of mind always available at all times. Yeah. Now, are you always available at all times? Not as a self, no freaking way. Because you'll proclaim, I'm disconnected today, I, I'm lost. Who the hell? I see you. You're not fucking lost. Oh, I'm lost. No, I see you. Clear as day. You're right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just take it back farther. Let it go this way. That's what. If anything, I can do here is to hopefully have you look a little back farther that way, not this way. I want to really polish the way I see everything out here. No, go there, and it will polish itself. Yeah, find out what's the exact nature of the wrong. If the exact nature of the wrong is identification of self, then right where the problem is the solution. That's why you can be the problem, yet the state isn't hopeless, because it's identification as a self. So in the identification, you are the problem, but it's not a hopeless state of mind and body, because in fact it's not true. 
So if you see it as not being true, suddenly the seeing that you're not this is the solution to all of this. Yeah? And when the solution starts happening, it immediately clear, clarifies that the problem is imaginary. doesn't mean it doesn't have a wallop. It sure does. If you believe it, it's as powerful as powerful can be because you're all powerful. If you lend a believability to it, it's going to seem to be as real as real can be. It can never be real because there's only one reality here and that's us. Not as Paul and, and Jeff and, and Deb and everyone like that, but as what we are, the mind. Yeah? We're the reality. Where are all the issues, where are all the meaning that's being given, issuing from? You can't say this because this is a meaning that's been given to a body, that it's you. Your mind gave this this meaning. No cat's looking at you as a me, you know. They see you, they love you maybe, but it's, oh, there he is, there's me. He's so... No, they have a different relationship with us. Not like we have. Everything that comes at this you is proclaimed to be happening to this me. That's a mental leap into nowhere, Bill. Shit. You move into a place, and then you don't like all the mail that gets delivered there, but you refuse to to give up the residence. I just want to get a better me, a more authentic me. I know I have potential. I just haven't tapped into it. You're 84 years old, bro. There's no more tapping going on. (laughs) You're on the 120th formula. Have any of them worked? Well, why would you expect the 121st to work? (laughs) You're listening to a failed system. What is it going to do but fail? It has to stay true to its nature, and its nature is of failure. Bill W. says it. I don't care if you're a book thump or whatever. You argue with this statement he makes. Why are you in so much fear today? He doesn't say, oh, you, can you please itemize all the fear you've had today? Let's go over it, and let's really look into it, and see who was causing it, and what it was about, and maybe if we could just change how you, you view your sister-in-law, everything would work out, you know? No. He's saying, why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? That sounds like a pretty direct diagnosis to me. Yeah. Why are you in so much fear? Oh, let me count the ways. Oh, the ways I think I'm in fear. No, cut that. No, zip, no, no. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? Okay. What the hell could self-reliance be? What does it look like? Well, voila. (laughs) We're a pretty good example of it, all of us, at some point during the day. A pretty good example of, of, of... Reliance on self. So let's look at the word reliance. Reliance means to like lean on, right? Or depend on, right? Isn't that? You rely on it. Like we rely on electricity. We never really think about, you know, what's firing all the appliances in the kitchen, you know. We just love our toast and this and that. But very few people are getting down. Let's, let's, let's thank electricity. This power, this force that runs all these things that I love, my computer and everything like that. Let's just thank the electricity. Yeah. All these different things that get enlivened by that same energy. You've got to get the little clue, you know. There's 30 appliances in the kitchen, yet they're all run by the one juice. 
Yeah. Now, if they have a self-centered chip, the toast is going to be upset about, I didn't toast that good enough today. My, my dog isn't working as good as it used to. I'm so afraid I won't be able to heal that rye in a year or two. Oh, I'm just... And look at that blender. Look at... I can't make a smoothie like that. Boy, you're a fucking toaster. Seemingly. You know? Thank God. Because they would, they'd be so disconnected some days, we wouldn't get anything from them. Oh, I'm not taking toast today. Not feeling good. No. Get it out. I just refuse to. I just don't have it in me. You don't understand. I'm having such a hard time. I can't handle doing... I can't take another toast. <laughs> a bagel, no! Oh, too thick. It's too close to me. I don't like things around me. I feel hot all the time. Yeah, you're a fucking toast. You know, that's what you do. Whatever, you know. You see, there's this unsuspected inner resource in us, like it says in the book. That unsuspected inner resource isn't the authentic Paul. That's not it. <laughs> it's not us. It's just no the authentic Paul is in the most un- unauthentic realm, which is the mental realm. It doesn't hide, it doesn't migrate to the realm of being. It's in the mental realm. Yeah? It, that's, where it, that's where it seems to exist. It doesn't seem to exist anywhere else but in the mental realm. Your elbow doesn't feel like it's a me. You know, this me, oh, the me. The me is letting me down, you know? Doesn't, I don't believe it's that way. It's only in the mental realm where the me is seemingly king. It's not king, it's seemingly king. And if you don't emphasize this word, why don't you try it, man? Look up the definition of seemingly for yourself. I think one of them is very clear. It says, it appears to be true or false to you. Expand on that. Everything basically appears to be true or false to you. Yeah. Simple as that. Everything. In other words, you override whatever thing you're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. You override it. Why? Because you're the reality. That isn't. We lend our reality to it, and therefore it can seem to be real, but the only thing it seems to be real to is what's real. It couldn't seem to be real to something that else is that's false. It couldn't see, because the falsehood had, would have no way to recognize reality. The only thing that can lend reality to something is reality. Yeah? And that's what we're doing all day. How does it seem to be so out of our control, what we're lending our reality to, is because we've given it over to selfing. And now selfing is distributing it. Selfing is putting the meaning on things. Selfing is flavoring every dish that comes out of our kitchen, and there are a lot of them we choke on and we're unhappy about, but we have no power over it, seemingly. We need a power greater than selfing. And under selfing, we don't think we're that power. Yeah. So what AA does? It plays a little game. It puts an intermediary in the way. It says there's a higher power of your own understanding. I know you can't recognize it as you because you're recognizing you as self. So, yeah, we're going to give you this little middleman, middlewoman, and now you're going to go through that, and you're going to access your own power, yeah, to come into your life through the auspices of the name higher power of Buddha or God or Jesus or whatever, or, you know, some of the Torah people, 
<laughs> wherever it comes from. <laughs> and, and then it's going to sort of circle back. It's, a, it's infinite, so it doesn't get tired. It goes on this long, arduous journey, and then it comes back to you. And, you know, <laughs> you're able to receive it because it's not you. If it was you, you couldn't receive it. You don't like you. You're, you isn't that good. You've you got too many old ideas about you to try to crown it with a new idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to short circumnavigate that, get it, and then we get the power, and what happens? Selfing seems to respond to a power greater than it. It does, yeah? And when you see, when the power of selfing gets removed from the selfing, and is given over to the higher power, it sure seems like it's your power at every moment of every today again. Yeah. It sort of gets... And you only see, there was no way you could be defeated by self. But you have been, in a sense, defeated through selfing. By us giving it our power. By believing it to be us. And that power has actually, in a way, been turned on us, yeah? And we're suffering the consequences of our own juice, in a way, as this action figure. We can't suffer it as a being, as what we are, but we can suffer as what we're not, yeah? And a lot of us are doing a damn good fucking job of it, yeah? We don't need any circumstances to suffer over. We have tons of imaginary circumstances that we easily access through thought system. I can go and be destitute next week in a split second. Yeah? And because of my ardent faith in that thought system, it will override my experience now of being okay. It will. It's done it many, many times. How can you say it can't, doesn't have the power? It's done it many... How many days have you seemingly vacated but through one thought? One thought took you out of that Saturday. One thought eclipsed that Saturday with next Wednesday. <laughs> or, oh yeah, yeah, how about past, a past one? Oh yeah. So they, if the future doesn't do it to you, the past does. What happens? Your attention, which is just like, just like this incredible possibility, gets hijacked and then stretched into time. Oh, I mean, this reminds me of when I got ripped off or she left me. Oh, and this is, I'm worrying that this is what's going to happen, exactly what I thought had happened in the past. We live in interpretation, don't we? It's like our, our hand was on the pulse of life at one time when you were a baby, even if you were in an abusive situation. A lot of, no matter how bad it was, many moments couldn't have overrided your babyhood, you know. I mean, you were awake, you know. Obviously, there was no sense of you yet, so there was just a freedom. There was no sense of time, so you weren't pissing on everything that was going on by, will it be going on next week? It didn't matter. That's what peace is. Peace is is of timelessness, not of time, you know. And then, instead of trying to stabilize what cannot be stabilized, you cannot be stabilized completely for all time. There's tons of variables all day. You're farting when you don't want to fart, you know what I mean? You're thinking you're doing one thing and it comes out the other way. The smelling's coming out. You know, you, like I said, you, everyone here would do great if there was one second of every day. 
You know, if I had one second to, to have a feeling for the day, I'd have a great feeling. Oh, there it is, fucking... But 901's followed by 902. And then 910 can be totally different than 91. You were riding high, now you're totally crestfallen in nine minutes, and nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're trying to keep a mental condition, which is totally agitated, an emotional condition, which is like Turkish, like thick Turkish taffy getting pulled and pushed by circumstances, people, and situations, and a physical condition that nine-tenths of it is totally involuntary because you have no say in it. The only thing you think you're doing is thinking. You don't even... You have half voluntary on the breath system, and everything else is involuntary. Something that knew better knew not to give any fucking power to you, really. Or there would never have been a person. You would have died in the first second. We would have, we would have failed out our response. Oh, I forgot the heartbeat. <laughs> you know, it would be, you, you wouldn't have made it ten minutes. You know, you'd be trying to pump your blood and you say, oh, oh, then you die. You know what I mean? Oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> you know? So most of it's just being run involuntarily. And yet, we think we're the need. It's insane. Just look at one day of your life. See how much power you're sashaying around with. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, I'm gonna. I spend twenty thousand dollars on this suit and everything. No one looks at you the whole fucking day. Or you're in a room with thirty thousand dollars of clothing and plastic surgery, and then someone kid, someone brings in a baby. Oh, the baby. Oh, fuck. Thirty thousand dollars and no fucking approval. Shit. You have no. There's like no juice. You know what I mean? It's just... You're like, we're like paupers begging for a little crumb of approval. It would be great if shopping malls had no reflective surfaces. So you didn't have to... Everyone, you know, you're talking to someone, they're not even talking to you. They're looking at their face in reflection. Hey, I'm here! Come on! You know, oh, let's stop and look in this window. They're not looking at the products. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's called cherishing of self. Give it a break. It's not serving us. And of course, if you stop that, it doesn't mean a thing. Look at who is it that's doing it. You can look at a window reflection all you want. If there's a sense it's not you, it's not going to have any bonding part. It won't have the ability to glue you to the idea of being Paul. Yeah? This isn't about changing the way you do things. It's just asking, you know, who's doing it? Yeah? If it isn't you, you'll get a big break. You know how many... Like, you know, you'll be so accepting of others, but you hold yourself in such a high regard. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Why should you let... Jim did it. You felt fine with him. But you know I'm better than him, obviously. Why? I'm Paul. I don't need any more evidence that, that I, I should be... I'm called to a higher vocation. I can't be dilly-dallying around here. Give me a freak. You don't see it? It's self convoluting back into self, and then it's like, oh, it's a self, self. It just convolutes, 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 like that slinky here. I'm connected, disconnected, connected. Oh, I found a solution. That's a problem. Another solution. I brought another problem from the solution. <laughs> you don't see it? If you see it, it's the beginning of something changing. Yeah? You'll travel lighter. And the people who've been seeing me for a while, it's not me, come to these meetings in a religious manner, I guarantee you, every one of them, if they, if they looked at what's going on, they're traveling lighter. What more would you want? 
Yeah. And who's, under, who's, in, who's in control of that? No one. Yeah. You're not at the spigot. It's just available at all times with no requirement necessary. In a way, you're put into your true slot, which is irrelevant. You are irrelevant concerning being. You can only seem to block the being in this place of mental realm and in time. But you know how long time is in the, in the timelessness of everything? Not long at all. Eighty years of seemingly being a person is nothing to what you actually are. Yeah, so you can huff and puff and blow down all your imaginary houses. It, nothing ever fucking happened. Actually, you haven't left one mark. Your most heinous act didn't leave one mark on, on the pristine clarity beauty of mind. Not one. The most, the most, the thing you'll never forgive yourself was never seen to have ever happened from mind. Yeah. All the things you're going through the courts of, you know, the court system of mind, trying to get a better lawyer. You have your fiftieth appeal in. You've been on probation for years, but you're basically living out a sentence. All those, all those cases get brought into the court of light, and there's an annulment. Yes, the biggest hook you come down off of is the one you put yourself on. Uh, we'll be out of here soon, sir. The janitor. Sorry, we'll be here soon. Sorry, you took the chairs out. I'm here for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that may take longer than I thought. <laughs> you keep on thinking that you do that. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so this whole idea of. of you see something works if you come into recovery and you've seen that short distance that it took to go to from column two to column four and how much that re- possibility of relief that provided, how about taking it a step back farther, yeah? How about entering the idea of just entertaining it that you and I give all the meaning to everything has. You know, we give it all the meaning it has to us, yes? All right, so now it's going back farther. Now you're seeing... You're going to the exact nature of things, yes? And then you get to the point where you get to the exact nature of the wrong, where what is the problem can be freed from the problem. Yeah? It sounds like, how could that happen if I am the problem? Because it's the act of being identified as self that's the problem. And you're not. Yeah? You can only seem to be, but you never will be a self. That's the absolute, yeah? Now, you want to progress towards that? It's not perfection, but you entertain that possibility. You start letting this message frame what's going on, and you'll get a new answer out of it, yeah? You'll see things in a different light, and maybe that light will be becoming to you. Maybe it will bring out the best in you. Then why not keep entertaining it, yeah? There's no end to it, because there's no end to you. So we were seeing the same the other day. Here's this little camera called self-centeredness, yes? It's a, it's, a, it's a contrived way of looking. It's a formatted way of looking. And let's say there's this huge camera that comes up behind it and now decides to look through the smaller camera to see what's going on, yeah? Now the smaller camera has a set aperture, a very small aperture, 
Yeah? And the big camera has a huge aperture. But now the hugeness of the aperture of the big camera looks through the smallness of the little camera and takes that view to be its own view. Yeah? All the while, while it's taking that view of the smaller camera to be its own view, it's denying its own view. It's huge aperture. Yeah? It may not even know it's denying it, but in actively identifying with the small camera, it's, it's passively denying its own hugeness. Yes? What would happen, just like they said that idea of a new pair of glasses, all right, you have a new pair of glasses, mean you get a pair of glasses that correct the distortion of your other pair of glasses, yeah? Why not go to the first pair of glasses and feel around? You're taking them to be your eyes. You've never felt around and seen that they're, a, they're an addition. You can remove them, yeah? You don't need a pair of glasses to correct the other pair. You can remove the first pair. And then you'll realize there's no need for any correction, Ever. So there's the big camera looking through the smaller camera. In that looking through the smaller camera, it sees everything from that small point of view called self-centeredness. Instead of seeing life is happening, it sees life's happening to me. Yes? And then there's a huge mental activity that gets agitated that by poor view, that poor view, to enlarge that small view with this, this additions of the past and the future. So you seem like you're looking on this huge panoscopic uh, horizon of past and future, but it's all in this very, very small frame of self-centeredness, yeah? It's always about how it pertains to you. It's as small as small can be. It just looks large because it's drawn out horizontally, but the hugeness is vertical, in a sense, yeah? Not... But like that, it sounded like that. Not, but <laughs> we were using this example of a cloud the other day. We may all do the floor in it too. We're using this example of a cloud. So there's a cloud appears in the sky. And uh, first of all, the sky, let's say, not the clouds in it, but the sky is just big open space, isn't it? Things happen in it, but what happens in it doesn't affect the sky, does it? You know, if there's Fourth of July explosions, it doesn't rip the sky open. Even if they happened every night, they would never rip the sky open. Yeah? Birds fly through it, take a shit, it doesn't land on the sky. It lands on car, your car, usually, or your shoulder or something. Yeah? It rains, the sky doesn't get wet, the earth gets wet. Okay? So a lot of shit happens in the sky but nothing affects the sky that's happening in it, okay? So now a cloud comes by, and the sky's looking at the cloud, and then it starts thinking, it starts identifying with that cloud. So once again, like the smaller camera, bigger camera, the sky forgets its skyness and starts thinking it's a cloud, but it may have, it may want to apply its old characteristics onto the cloud, that it's always going to be this way, it's got all this power, which it doesn't have, the cloud, yes? And so the cloud is, let's say the cloud appeared one day. You've never seen a cloud that appeared like a dog, you know? Like, and it was latitude 32, longitude 48. And for the next 30 years, you walked out, it was in the exact same space with the same, oh, it's a dog, it's been a dog for 30 years, you know? It's a solid, 
independent, separate entity. It's not being affected by anything that's happening. It doesn't get blown by the wind, and it doesn't disappear when the sunlight hits it. It's a cloud. <laughs> but there's your idea of the cloud, but the reality of the cloud is it's losing itself quite a lot, yeah? And it's, it's thinking it's the big mover. It's like the cloud thinks it has a steering wheel, but it's the winds that are blowing the cloud, and the cloud's going to leave the horizon. It's going to go and not appear again, not appear any, not ever appear again like that, yes? All the while, but now, the cloud doesn't think it sh- it's that way, it thinks it's the sky, but as a cloud. So it thinks, oh, I was here, I'm always going to be here, and I'm an island unto myself, nothing can affect me, I'm the chooser, I'm the doer, these are my actions, but in fact, the cloud's being affected by tons of variables, tons of variables. It's losing its shape every second the sun's out, it's getting blown this way and that by different winds, yes? All the while it has a story that it's the one doing it, and it's very perplexed why things aren't working out. I look like a dog in the morning, now I look like a fucking queen or something, or something. I, you know, I'm losing my edges. Fuck that sun, it's burning me away. But I'm, you know, but I'm Paul. I was Paul. I will be Paul. So let me think about what it was like when I was a cloud, and then what it's going to be like when I'm going to be a cloud. Because I'm fucking trying to stabilize the cloud, and it's not stabilizing. So let me think about it as stable then and stable there. Does it work? Do you ever get to have a firm fa- your house on a firm foundation if it's built on a seesaw? Is it? Are you ever going to get the perfect balance? It's like when I tried to ride a bike when I was young. I didn't know that you have to pedal, and that gets that keeps you upright. I was just trying to balance it like this. It was an impossibility. You're trying to stabilize an emotional state that's not stable, a mental state that's not stable, a physical state that's not stable. Yeah? You're trying to find solidity and oneness where it cannot be found. Question what you take yourself to be. If you're not that, you're going to get relief from being that, which you're not. And you'll find when you get relief from being that, which you're not, that was what you were looking for. You wanted to get relief from self, but you've been trying to get it as self. The identification went with you. Every, every day, every time you try to get out of self, it was self trying to get out of self. And they say it in the program, that's not going to work. Today, tomorrow, and the hereafter it won't work. Yeah? Or like those great masters said, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, you can't use the mind to seek the mind. You can't use the self to get out of self. It's not going to work. It's going to fail miserably. And it has. So, that's the exact nature of the wrong, in my view, identification of self. The causes and conditions are we're trying to find stability in, in, in unstable states, mental, emotional, or physical. It's pointless. You might as well find reliability in what's reliable, which is not of a thingness. You know, something that was uncaused, uncaused will be the cause of all your relief. Yeah? Something that is uncaused will be the cause of all your relief. Oh.
Well, let's bring Brother Patrick up. Brother Patrick, sing a hymn with us today. Come on up here, Brother Patrick. Brother Patrick's got a new job. He's working at the meat packing plant, and he's going to have another his third baby with Gladys. Come on, Gladys, you come up here too. Let's give praise. Let's give praise to the Lord. Oh yes, Hallelujah! I found my authentic self. Oh yes. <laughs> Let me hear another hallelujah. I found myself. So, come up here. Bring the kids up here. What are you doing after you go home? I'm looking at porno. I'd like to get underneath the robe of that gospel leader or whatever. Choir leader. Oh, yeah. Agitation breeds agitation. Selfing is agitated. You can tell when it finds peace, what happens? It can't handle peace, get it? It starts worrying, will this be here tomorrow? Because all, whatever it touches, it tries to lend its agitation to it. Yeah. So now people are agitated about enlightenment. It's an incredible thing. Enlightenment means the cessation of all suffering, yet most people's comprehension of it and the use of it by the mind is to drive themselves crazy because they're not enlightened. <laughs> peace. Oh, peace. It's got such a nice ring to it. But let me think. I don't, I'm not in peace. What did I do to lose the peace? I had it yesterday. I had it for about a half hour. What was I doing when I had it? All right, I just taken the shower for four minutes. All right, tomorrow, four minute shower. I, had, I'd say, I abstained from the coffee. All right, no more coffee. And then peace came over me. All right, what was I wearing? All right. Turn the phone off, or did I have it on? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, let's see. I want to get peace again. Yeah. Peace is not like that. Peace is an uninvited guest. It's actually the resident of where you're at already. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Now remember the big barbecue we're having. We'll have the pig wrestling match for an hour, and then uh, Brother Bob is going to show us how to husk corn. Husk some corn. Then we're going to pray for all the right-wing politicians to win this year. We get rid of all those damn gay people and fucking those heathens. God bless us, but not them. No. Ha, 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 ha,